Episode 312 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Seminoff. I wanted to do a podcast remembering our friend and coworker Daniel McCoy a couple weeks ago, soon after he died unexpectedly at the age of 45. But my colleagues here at the Business Journal shut me down. Too soon, they said. And as always, they were right. We have needed time to process the loss of our friend and outstanding aviation and manufacturing reporter. So a day ahead of his funeral service, we will reminisce about Daniel, his long career here at the Business Journal, and his well-lived life with people he loved and who loved him. That's ahead in episode 312. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Business Journal. This week's cover story is Pride Month in Wichita Workplaces and the effort that has begun to make LGBTQ in the workplace better supported. Managing editor Shelby Kellerman talked to LGBTQ business leaders about what's being done to make inclusion more a part of the business community and why it makes smart business sense. Our cover story begins on page 12. This week's list is Chambers of Commerce. Wichita's is the largest, of course, but see what other ones are out there and how they're growing in South Central Kansas. The list is on page six. Our Young Professionals series continues this month with Young Professionals in Legal Services. Meets some of the community's brightest young minds, beginning on page 17. Spend 10 minutes with Kylie Sorrells, who's in her first season as Marketing Director of the Wichita Wind Surge. The baseball team is enjoying bigger crowds at Riverfront Stadium, and we asked Kylie why, and why sports marketing is for her on page 27. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 26. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Okay, so part of the tradition for Wichita Business Journal awards lunches and awards dinners for the dozen people who attend each and every one of them here on our staff is what we call over under. We bet, and I'll use air quotes for bet, on how many vegetables will be on the luncheon or dinner plates, say either four and a half or over four and a half or under four and a half. Daniel McCoy often set the over under on vegetable count. And I point that out because as we talk about our dear friend and his passing today, I'm going to set the over under at two and a half. The number of times we'll need to stop taping to compose ourselves. Daniel died on May 13th of an unknown medical episode while outside of his home. He was 45 years old and far too young for something like this. He meant a lot to us all at the Business Journal. He joined the paper in 2008 and became an outstanding aviation man and manufacturing beat writer. He immersed himself into the beats and became an expert in not only delivering the aviation and manufacturing news, but telling the readers the why of a story. Why is it important to Wichita? What does it mean to our workforce? I'm going to chat with a few WBJ friends during this podcast for their memories of Daniel. 
Here we go. And I hope you'll bear with us if we need to take a breath. The last two weeks have been numbing. I'm going to start with our managing editor, Shelby Kellerman. Shelby, you, you know, you were a Wichita State student and Daniel was very involved with, with the Society of Professional Journalists, which helps to gather scholarship money for, for, for aspiring journalists in school. Turns out you knew at, you knew of Daniel even before you met him once you joined the Business Journal. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I uh, I actually I didn't know him before I started personally. We had never met, but um, once I had started here, we made the connection that Daniel, as you said, was on the committee to select scholarship winners for SBJ, and we found out through you know getting to know each other and just my upbringing, you know, coming up through the through college and everything that he he had helped select me as a scholarship winner in college and I just think that that's such a cool you know part of he, he had a hand in in me going through college and my career trajectory and then to end up being colleagues and co-workers I just think is really cool so mm -hmm. that's something I will always cherish something I'm going to cherish is how many people we have heard from in the past couple of weeks especially the week after Daniel passed we heard from not only journalists here in town, media members, we heard from journalists in other American City Business Journal markets who knew about Daniel's aviation reporting over the years. And then the sources and business leaders in the community who we heard from, mm -hmm. it kind of gives you an idea of how well-respected he was. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes without saying that Daniel is a huge loss to obviously our newsroom um, we're such a small team, but I mean, just to Wichita in general, I think that that's been the message that we've, we've heard over and over again. And we knew this to be true, you know, already, but his, the news that he was writing and the stories that he was writing were so important to Wichita, the aviation community, um, the work for aviation workforce locally, um, and that, that loss is huge. I mean, I there were so many times where I would be out at an event somewhere and somebody would come up to me and say, you work with Daniel, you know, we read all of Daniel's stories and they have a huge impact on us and our what we do in our business. And so, um, you know, just, yeah, just the impact that he had locally was so real. And I think that that is just a testament to, what he, who he was as a journalist. And, you know, we you found out after Daniel's passing that he, he really didn't come into this already being an aviation. He had really no knowledge of aviation until he was assigned this beat and just immersed himself in it and learned it and gained all this knowledge and then developed a passion for it. And so I think that that's, I mean, he was a masterclass in that, you know, in reporters immersing them, themselves in their coverage and learning the ins and outs and then and then caring deeply about it. Uh, he was fair, I think, always thoughtful in his coverage. Um, he had a great sense of news and its impact. So it's just it's it's a huge loss. And we're also finding out in these last couple of weeks how well executed he 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 did the beat. He had things planned weeks out. You heard from a, somebody the other day that, hey, Daniel had an interview scheduled 
for this date at this time, do you all still want to do it? Uh, mm -hmm. He had things planned out. He knew what was important coming up. For example, the Paris Air Show next uh, or in the middle of this month coming up. Um, he had already had coverage planned for that. So mm -hmm. obviously after, you know, about 15 years in a beat, you know how a beat works, but the way he immersed himself is really, like you said, a masterclass in, in, in how to do it. And I'm really glad that just a few weeks ago, I got to go with Daniel to Bombardier actually for a site visit for a cover story he was working on at the time. Um, I was shooting photos. He was there interviewing, writing the story. But, but I consider myself very lucky that I got to witness him mm -hmm. geek out, you know? <laughs> I mean, and he was so, he loved, he was talking shop with everybody we came across. Mm -hmm. Talk about his personality in the newsroom. Um, you know, we're only in the office one day a week. We normally see each other on teams every day. We we start out the morning with meetings. And so on Thursdays, it's kind of special being in the bullpen with everybody. But these last couple of weeks, we've we've really noticed a difference, haven't we? Yeah. And I go, I think back to pre-COVID when we were in the office every day. I mean, we we laugh all the time about when Daniel and I would both be on the phone at the same time. Daniel is a loud talker anyway. And when he was sitting directly behind me, we'd be shouting over the top of each other, trying to talk, do our interviews over the phone. Um, so that, you know, he, yeah, he was just a loud talker, a loud typer. We used to always, <laughs> you could always tell how quickly or how breaking, how important the story was based on how hard he was hitting the keyboard. Um, so yeah, that that's the kind of thing that you definitely notice and miss um, around the newsroom or those kinds of personalities and he whistled everywhere he walked <laughs> and you can hear it still i had forgotten the loud typing and yeah. how I, I don't know how many laptops or keyboards he went through in 15 years but he really punished them every yes. single day and if you if it was a quiet newsroom and you heard the clacking you knew it was daniel josh wood is another one of our business journal reporters covering commercial real estate Josh, I know when you came here a little more than a year ago, you became fast friends with Daniel, not just because of both of your love for K-State sports, but you just kind of kindred souls. A hundred percent. You know, we're both from small towns. I think, uh, I don't know. I just, there are a lot of his personality traits uh, I, I latched onto. He was a, real, a really easy guy to get along with. And he's one of the few people I think you could run into where a hundred percent of the time he makes the room better and more joyful through his jokes. I don't know, you're, you could be in a bad mood. You talk to Daniel for a few minutes and, and he's at bare minimum gonna make your bad mood a little bit better, if not completely turn it around. So I always love that about him. Uh, you all had some fun with our publisher, John Eck, uh, with K-State Sports, talk about that. Yeah, and I, I know John and Daniel did this, it predated me, but I was able to jump into, uh, they would have friendly sports, you know, wagers, like wager a lunch or, or something like that. And we had this past sports year, we had a wager on how many wins K-State football would get and then how many wins K-State basketball would get. And there were some technicalities, but I would say Daniel and I beat our publisher, John, with the K-State football prediction. We pr predicted they would get uh, the wins they ended up 
ended up getting because uh, we counted the TCU uh, Big 12 championship victory. I think John said, no, 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 it's got to be regular season. And then we I think we blew away the, the basketball win prediction. So that was fun. And just an example of like the, of the joy and yeah, that Daniel brought in the in the vibe in this newsroom. Again, being relatively new, I picked up on it right away and it really held true my entire time. And, and he's he's extremely missed uh, by me and everybody. You have a business background, not necessarily on the journalism side, but more on the 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 writing side, I and mean, you understand business very well. What do you think made Daniel so effective as an aviation journalist? I think it's a lot of the things maybe we already talked about. He's just so easy to talk to, and I think reporters—that's a huge trait for a reporter. And I've had to get my feet under me with with in that regard lately myself. But he. I can see why he was able to build the source network. He was able to, I think that, and that makes you a better reporter and a good reporter. Uh, and he had a passion for what he, he wrote about. I think that, that absolutely, you could just, you could just see it every day. And that, that makes you better at your job too. I think that's what made him so good. Easy to talk to great person. And he had uh, authentic passion for his work. Brittany Showalter worked with Daniel for about seven years in the newsroom. Brittany, I want you to start with a story that predates me, but you all, you and Daniel, went up in a helicopter once. Tell me about that. He was writing about a new helicopter business coming to, it was right outside of Augusta, so right in my neck of the woods, so it was pretty <laughs> cool. And uh, he was writing about the helicopter, and the guy flew us around and, and took us over downtown Wichita and over to Stearman's and he had a really good time and I was just very grateful that he asked me to go with him and it was a great opportunity for photos which we definitely took advantage of. <laughs> Daniel was always in his element around those types of things wasn't he? What was it like to be a photographer alongside him as an re aviation reporter? He we always got to be around some of the biggest names in Wichita when I came to Daniel so like we go to Spirit. I I have pictures of John, Tom Gentilly and being next to the Sherry Utash with the, all that kind of things. And it was it was intimidating at first, but Daniel always made me feel comfortable wherever we went, and he always let me know what to expect when I went in there. So it was I never went in like blind, and he was very supportive when it came to that. And definitely, he was always in his element. He. We joked on the way there in the car getting there. And then when we got there, he's like, Daniel, the aviation guy. So it's like everybody knew him when he walked into the room and just. And we really heard from those people in the past couple of weeks. Um, one thing that we've been talking about is Daniel in a pre-COVID newsroom when we were in here five days a week. What are your remembrances of, of Daniel? And I know you tried to help him with social media. He was always kind of a social media person in the first place. In the newsroom, he was he was a jokester there too, but he was also very helpful. I'm not much of a writer, so he would always he was always supportive and help. Like I said before, supportive and helping whenever anybody needed needed it. You could always hear him typing. I. I can still hear him typing because he probably broke a few keyboards in his day. Always had a fresh cup of coffee in front of him too. He was a major coffee drinker. Yeah, he really was. And I know early this year, he gave you a phone call, didn't he? 
earlier this year, I was nine months pregnant, eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant. Yeah. I was just about ready to have my, my son, Henry. And he called me and he was like, Brittany, I'm, I'm about to have a baby too. And I was like, what? Him and Marsha had just gotten married and they had adopted a little boy named Desmond. And so he was like, yeah, I'm about to have a three month old. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're both going to have WBJ babies. Like it was, it was very sweet. And I was, I think I was one of the first people to know here that he was going to be another dad. And the team's calls every morning at nine o'clock with Desmond on, on Daniel's lap was, that was the highlight of the phone call. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of us here at the business journal like to have fun with your age and being so much younger than some of us. For example, not really knowing many of the Beatles, oh, <laughs> but Daniel, Daniel was very playful with that. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, anytime anything predated me, it, it was, it, Daniel wouldn't even be in the conversation and he could hear something like that. And he would pop his head around the corner being like, that was before you were born, Brittany. That was before you were born. Or like, <laughs> so all the time. That's all I can hear when it comes to music or anything like that before you were born. And uh, I, another memory I have with him is he started a TikTok back when TikTok first started and it was all about his dad jokes. And I was one of the very few people that would actually look at his TikToks and comment on them. <laughs> and I would, I would never be like nasty. I would just be silly with him. And he would text me later and be like, you know, I do this just to get the to get a reaction out of you and my daughter it's between the two of you that are the only two that message me and tell me to stop chelsea moore is our data researcher at the business journal chelsea you joined us a little more than a year ago what and you had the disadvantage of not being in the office every day with daniel like so many of us did but what are you going to remember most about daniel um daniel was just a light when he walked into the room he spread joy wherever he went i know that life wasn't always perfect from him just from how i've gotten to know him but you'd never know it um i know he didn't necessarily speak to me on a very deep level but i know that he connected with josh for example and it was honestly a joy to watch that male camaraderie in the office for the short while I got to but um I remember one time specifically I had fallen really behind in my work and I had refused to ask for help and I I said something under my breath about you know poor mental health and how uh how I need to get over that and that's exactly what he responded he goes oh yeah you're gonna need to know how to get over that because you know you can't be like that in this industry and I suppose it would have been easy to take it the wrong way but coming from Daniel it just wasn't an option yeah you you always knew it was good natured and, and meant with the best intentions Absolutely. you two share a shared a love for movies um and I I know you wanted to touch on that I did. Yeah, actually, my first day here, my first day in the office, I should say, um, I remember Daniel quoted something and I wish I remembered what movie it was, but I I responded with the next line in the movie. And, and that's um, 
You got your stripes with that, didn't you? I got my stripes with that. That was the first thing John said. Oh, she'll fit in fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I um, honestly, the the one thing I wanted to share was a line from a movie. And it was a little little tough to find an appropriate line from this movie. But um, so I looked around a little bit. Uh, The first one is from Lord of the Rings. And it fits what we're doing it says all we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us thought that was appropriate for today and then last night I thought of okay so I'm a millennial it happens you know um but uh a line from the sandlot it says heroes are get remembered but legends never die and uh I guess I knew Daniel was good at his job he was our senior reporter here um So it was important to me to kind of just be quiet and pay attention to what he did because I knew he was good at his job. Mm -hmm. And uh, so to me, he's kind of like a business journalism legend because he, he just kind of stepped in and got it done. And I really looked up to that. He was good at his job and I tried to replicate that where I could. Um, but the the movie that stood out to me is The Big Lebowski. <laughs> and again, difficulty finding an appropriate line, right? Um, but there's a line in that movie where a character um, a character dies and Walter is giving a eulogy. And I thought I might paraphrase and reword that slightly. Daniel was a good bowler, I mean reporter, <laughs> and a good man. He was one, he was one of us. He died like so many men of his generation. He died before his time. Good night, sweet prince. It's beautiful. We conclude with our publisher, John Eck, who hired Daniel 15 years ago, though he admits he doesn't remember much about the hiring. I have to imagine as the publisher of a business journal in Wichita, Kansas, you had to feel really good about having such a knowledgeable reporter in aviation and manufacturing in Daniel. Yeah, since, you know, we've been around since 1986 and we've had some some really quality journalists during that time frame. But Daniel, you know, is, is right at the top of the list. And that came about over time. He had a, a real interest in aviation manufacturing, and it, it wasn't anything that we did for him. It's he did it on his own. And he became, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the journalistic experts in those fields in this part of the country and was viewed that way talking with his sister and finding out that he really didn't know a whole lot about aviation before he got that beat assignment. And then he just immersed himself. It it just amazed me. Yeah. It's dumb luck. Mm -hmm. It really was as Daniel, you know, was great guy um, when he came to work for us and, and, you know, we kind of built this place based on hiring people that we wanted to work with and then hoping that we found the right thing for them to do. He's a perfect example of that. We had no idea that Daniel was gonna develop into what he did. 
in the time that he was here. Um, but they, second to none, mm -hmm. no question. Shelby and I were talking earlier about pre-COVID when we were when we were in here five days a week and the rapport that the the newsroom had that the bullpen had you come over to sit with us every day and talk and I think you and Daniel had a special rapport maybe because you had been together so long but I think you all you two had a special rapport we we did and, and it was it was it was built on common interests you know I I feel sorry for some of the folks on our staff, because every meeting we would start out talking about sports. <laughs> and that was kind of a initially a me and Daniel thing, but you throw Bill Wilson and Sean Houston, Bill Roy and Kirk Seminoff into that. Uh, I feel sorry for some people that had to sit through conversations about the Royals and Tom Brady and the Broncos <laughs> and KU along with Daniel's K-State, Wichita State, Denver Broncos love. Um, one, one funny thing is that Daniel and Sean Houston, our, our previous uh, graphic designer, we had a little text group and it was oftentimes uh, smack talking sports, um, but it, Daniel had good social media game. You know, he he sent me stuff that I, I shared with my kids that are in high school and college that would make them laugh. But Daniel and I shared an interest in, in sports. We shared an interest in music, even though his taste in music is a little iffy from my point of view. <laughs> uh, that's just a generational thing. <laughs> I know that when you you have drugged your two boys to Wichita Business Journal events, they weren't coming for the event. They were coming to see Daniel. Yeah, the 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 last event that I was, my son Griffin is is uh, getting ready to be a senior in high school, and the last event he was going to come to, all he said when I asked him if he wanted to go, he goes, "I can't wait to hear what Daniel has to say." He just loved Daniel was just that guy. You know, and Griffin would make sure that he sat by Daniel at our table and they'd just be laughing. They'd be laughing like Daniel was back in high school. Yeah, you know? definitely a big brother type of thing. Yeah. Uh, if there's one thing that heartens us in all of this, it's that Daniel was at a really good place in his life at this point. Talk a little bit about that. And, and you've seen him in different areas, different yeah. stages of life. Yeah, Daniel and, and you know, both of us have, have been through divorce and, and gone through, you know, separation from family, separation from kids, and, and had some, some shared experience in that regard. And Daniel was, was that guy that always went into things thinking this is going to work. It's, it's always going to work out for the best. And I think that, that's part of his faith. But um, even when things weren't great in his life outside of work, um, Daniel never really brought that into the office. You know, the only bad thing he brought in the office was quick trip food, which, you know, I made fun of him regularly that he used to eat at quick trip once a week at least. But um, the, the, the only thing that I think gives me comfort 
about this is since since Daniel met Marcia and um, as that relationship developed into marriage and family and foster parenting, um, Daniel was always a happy guy, but I've never seen him happier. And he, it, it, I, I don't know how to explain this other than Daniel was at the best place in his life when his life ended. And even though in some ways that's really hard, um, Daniel and I had enough conversations about the what comes next. And I have no doubt that Daniel is, is listening to this and he's smiling. And um, I just, just, I just miss him every day. Services for Daniel McCoy will start at 1 p.m. Saturday, June 3rd at West Hayesville Baptist Church in Hayesville. That's at 141 Lamar Avenue, just north of Grand Avenue. I wanted to make, make sure to thank everyone in the business community, from fellow media members to sources to business leaders to others who have contacted us with sympathy, support, and the love they have shown for Daniel. He was well-liked by everyone he worked with, whether in the newsroom or in the business world. And that's been very plain to see these past couple weeks. We are a big, small town, and we appreciate you. And that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 312. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy as a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week, and we will miss you, Daniel. God bless.